0: this show they cover the biggest news stories give their fact-based opinions and interview many great people from all over the fruited plains these stories and experiences are what make up the fabric of this great country this isn't just any show this is the matt and chan show now live from fresno california here are your hosts matt and chan Welcome back to the Matt and Chan Show. We are doing this remotely once again. We are not in person. I'm in my car actually right now, but this is the first episode with Ring X Media. So, welcome to the Matt and Chan Show. If you're a first-time listener, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button and follow the other Ring X Media podcast. Chandler, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great.
0: Uh, like you said, it's a bit of a bummer to not be in person, but
1: uh, always great to hear your voice and always fun to sit down and talk politics with you. I'm, I'm
0: excited about this one. Yep, and I'm I'm really excited as well, and I think we just got to talk about a little bit about what our show is, what we do, and why we do it, and maybe a little bit, maybe on our background on our conservative roots, I think that maybe be a good way to introduce our new audience with RingX Media. I think that'd be a good way, good opening.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and for our longtime fans, uh, you know, maybe they'll learn something new about us in the
0: process. Yeah, I think that would be, I think, the best way to go. As we know, recently there's a lot of stuff going on in the news. Joe Biden is now on the campaign tra- trial um, trail, and it's the first time he's been to Wisconsin in three years. He's getting active. Trump's back on offense once again, and we see all these things going on. It's going to be. Uh, we got. We'll get to that. Talk a little bit about California. What's going on in California? Our state's burning down. Communism is on the rise, as as we've seen in past episodes. But we're gonna get into it a little bit about what we do here on the Matt and Chan Show. Matt and Chan Show: Truth, Facts, and Logic. We come in, we just talk politics. This show started literally in the coffee shop. I would say, literally having these hour, two-hour, three-hour-long conversations. Chandler can attest to that, and that was kind of our motivation behind the podcast. Um, and Chandler, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, you know we. Kind of just ran into each other. I don't even know if we had any classes together, but yeah, we would eat lunch or dinner together in the cafeteria and then see each other in the coffee shop, realize we had similar political values and moral values. And uh, we'd have these really long conversations. We'd talk for like, you know, one to three hours at times uh, about like current events and political philosophy. And, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not even studying that stuff, but I really enjoy it. And, uh, And at one point we kind of came to the conclusion, like, Hey, we have these really interesting conversations. So at least we thought they were interesting. Um, what if we just like brought out a microphone, pressed record and said like, maybe somebody else would like to listen into this. So, um, got into it very amateurly. And, uh, if anybody has heard like our first few episodes, like those were rough, we stumbled through them a lot. We're still not like great at this, but, uh, Uh, we've improved a ton and, and I really enjoy doing it. And yeah, it's, it's been a really fun opportunity. Uh, Matt, maybe like just a little bit about ourselves uh, and you could go first. What, how did you come to a
0: conservative uh, political view? All right. It's a good question, Chandler. I know we haven't even done this on our show, so we're interviewing each other. So this is a very different Matt and Chan show. And especially since this is an in the studio as usual and in person. So yeah, I'll hop right into that and kind of talk a little bit about my background, where I grew up, grew up here in Fresno, California. Fresno is my home. I love this city. And my conservative background, I think, was over the years seeing and really I grew up in a more conservative home. I got to be honest with that. I grew up going to church every Sunday, still go to church every Sunday, but a little different with the lockdowns, of course. And those are kind of my fundamental roots and why I'm more conservative in a lot of my values. And I grew up, we had Rush Limbaugh on the radio, and I always heard it. And And I was like, okay, this is a, a a very right-leaning point of view, of course. And this is kind of where I got my kind of, like, I got into politics and that. I was like, okay. And I was one of those people when I was seven, eight years old, and I saw Barack Obama. I didn't really know much about politics, to be honest. I saw Barack Obama. I was like, okay, sweet. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have our first black president. We're moving forward. He's going to bring change. He had this hope message. And I kind of bought into it at the time, to be honest. I was gullible, to say the least. And I was like, okay. And then my dad said, oh, this isn't going to be good. And then eight years later, we see the destruction of the Obama administration, what we saw um, with the Medicare package. And we saw Obamacare. And that was a massive failure. It's we see all this government spending, government encroachment on everything in our life. And I'm very limited government. And Chandler knows this. I'm, let's get government out of our business and let's live and have more freer people. So that's why I'm for free market capitalism. That's why we are for limited government because we don't want government encroaching on our, on our liberties. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is those fundamentals I always refer back to with John Locke. And I grew up just, okay, let's, I just want people to be free. And I want people to have that choice, that individuality, about the conservative movement that you don't hear about. And yeah, so that's kind of my basis on that. I know I could probably get into a little bit more on the journey to being very outspoken on my conservative beliefs, but I think we'll get to that later. And Chandler, how about you, man? How about you? You didn't just wake up and be conservative, right? No, <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, I, I would say my path is pretty similar
1: to yours. Uh, I grew up in a, a pretty conservative household. I uh, had the incredible privilege of going to these uh, small private Christian schools uh, for my elementary and high school experience. And, uh, you know, I'd say those weren't they were generally politically conservative in terms of like the way like history was presented. But uh, more than anything, they were uh, they were morally conservative and taught like these Judeo-Christian values of um, of all of us being sinners and, and individual responsibility. And the need for uh, for freedom of expression, especially in, in a religious context. So, um, I would say, like, I came at it very much from like a uh, a Christian religious uh, perspective at first, um, and, and as a result, I didn't feel very uh, entrenched in any sort of conservative political leanings uh, for for first eighteen, nineteen years of my life I I would definitely had said, you know, I would associate as like a Republican. My family all voted Republican and um and I would I'm pretty sure the first time I uh I was able to vote when I turned eighteen, um, it was like a, a midterms year. I, I had just missed the, the twenty so maybe I was nineteen at the time. I just missed the um uh, the twenty twenty elections by a couple months and uh Uh, or sorry excuse me the 2016 elections by a couple of months and yeah I I voted Republican I think across the board and and that was something like like I certainly uh, aligned with and then it wasn't really until coming to college and hearing some very radical left uh, uh, teachings some things on like uh, race and gender theory some uh, some approaches to abortion that like I kind of heard about and knew that they were real things, but like I was really confronted with those ideologies, uh, and and I think it was it was that confrontation with radical left ideologies um, that that really forced my hand to embrace uh, fully a a um, politically conservative worldview. I started uh, educating myself a little more, listening to some uh, some conservative speakers. Uh, long-time listeners of the show will know that i often reference ben shapiro i'm a huge ben shapiro fan i really like his uh his takes on uh on conservatism and libertarianism uh yeah i would say i, I of mainstream political speakers i probably most associate with with his worldview certainly not all of it but um yeah really similar to uh to ben's which is cool like he he's influenced me a lot um and, and yeah, so, so now I'm sort of in a place where uh, it's a bit easier to make up my own mind on a lot of things uh, politically, and, and I find myself more and more aligning with uh, traditional American values, conservatism, conservatism uh, small government, uh, anti-socialist, anti-big government, uh, and, and yeah, that, that places me firmly in the conservative
0: camp. Yep. Good American values is really what's up in this next election. And, and as you saw with your background, you, you came to this conclusion that it's like in order to have a more freer people, to have the people be an individual and be able to choose what you want to do and not have an oppressive regime dictate with whatever in your life. Like we continue to see the government overreach in our life. If it's health care, the school choice issue that's going to be coming up in this election And all these other issues that we, they're, they're, they're dear to us. But I think the biggest issue in this election, as we've said many times before, we're talking about capitalism versus socialism. We're talking about freedom versus tyranny. And that's what we continue to talk. And the reason why we do this show is because there are people like us at our age group that want to see Americans succeed. We want to see Americans have opportunities and be able to do things in this country to open up small businesses, to not have. This this cronyism that people try to associate with capitalism. We don't want cronyism. We want small businesses to succeed. We want big businesses to succeed. We want people to have the opportunity to go out and chase that dream. To have that opportunity to hey, I want to start a business. I'm going to go and do that, and I'm going to take the steps and take away that red tape. Why does there have to be ten permits to to have a business? Why are, why is it why is that hard? Like it's in California, I think as Chandler could probably say as well is California, it's really hard to open a business in California. It's it's uh, (laughs) um, and we just need to create more opportunities for people. And I think Donald Trump has done that for every American. You've seen the jobs that he's brought back, the manufacturing jobs. He's he's taken on the big pharmaceutical companies that have gotten rich off this pandemic. We've seen Joe Biden want to close down this country once again. He wants to shut us down as we've seen in Fresno, suicides are up in Fresno, 70%. And we see this the disastrous facts, the effects of this pandemic and the shutdowns. And Chandler, I, I don't know if you had any comments on that. Joe Biden has come out recently and said, if we got a shutdown in January, I'm ready to shut down the country again. I don't know if you had any comments on that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great segue into our, our general topic for the day. Um, and, and that this idea that, we need to shut down indefinitely, right? Like, uh, you get, you see states like California and New York, where um, the the qualifications for opening back up are so insane, like, like they're looking for basically no cases for, you know, a, a, such a long period of time. I don't even know, if th- there's not really a clear pathway to opening fully back up. Um, Newsom made that pretty clear with, the the latest uh, four step plan or four uh, um, four stages of reopening that he uh, laid out recently and, and that was uh, uh that we won't be getting back to normal um i th- i think he he either said that explicitly or that was uh, implicitly uh uh in the the context that there there's no green i don't know did you see that four color coded uh, um, steps and and it's like purple red orange and yellow and and there's no green and he said that that was on purpose because uh green would mean we're back to normal and he
0: doesn't plan to get back to normal yeah and and to say i know i want to maybe give a shout out to the people working on the recall newsom movement we've seen a really big move for the recall newsom movement and we're about 10 weeks until that has to be returned so and we're getting really close to election day we're 31 days till ballots go out and mail-in voting, that's crucial for our state. There's going to be ballot harvesting going on. And what we saw, every seat flipped in the 2018 election. And we saw Valadeo lose literally in in chaotic fashion. He was cruising in, 5,000-vote lead, loses by 862 votes. And we lost Valadeo, another ally in the Fresno County Valley area. And now we have a chance to get Kevin Cookingham in office, Devin Nunez back or to keep him in office and Valadeo back in office and hopefully bring some conservative values, those family values, free speech and religious liberty back to the valley because it is really drastically changing. And And what we've seen in California is people are leaving in droves. People are leaving the state twice as as much as people are coming into the state. People don't want to come to California. I wouldn't want to come to California if I was not living here in California. And we always hear people go, why, how are you guys still there? Like, why are you guys there? We're going to school here. We had a chance to escape right after high school. We could have gone all across the country, but the work that we do here on the podcast with Turning Point USA and trying to promote conservative values in our hometown to make real, real change, not not the change that we hear about with with Joe Biden that wants to bring back. He's literally piggybacking off what Donald Trump is doing for the American people. But it's it's just all I would say, Chandler, you could say empty promises. He, he's I <laughs> um, and, Chan, and Chandler can attest to what's going on here in California. Chandler, I don't know if that it hits home to you as much as it does for me, but I I feel like my heart in this city and for the people here. And the amount of taxes that have just burdened people, the red tape for businesses, and just like schools being shut down, it's it's not a not a good situation here in California. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, and I think something
1: that's easy to forget though is Californians um, and, and a lot of our audiences in California people, you know, who are our first or second degree connections to us and. Um, it's easy to forget that there are a lot of conservatives in California. I heard a stat at one point. I don't know if it's still true. Um, I would guess it is that that there's more um, registered Republicans in California than Any other state. Um, the only problem is we're, we're outnumbered by the Democrats still. Um, but it's certainly not like purely like a, an evil state that's irredeemable. We have incredible natural resources. Um, incredible people, uh, lots of very hardworking people, but, um, the, the Democrat elitists who, who have been running our country for, or, or I mean, excuse me, running our state, um, out of, uh, Sacramento and San Francisco and, and the Los Angeles area. Um, I, I think that's, what's been, uh, uh, devastating to, um, to our state and, and the health of, of its people, you know, in the past on the show, we've discussed California's homeless problem, and how that seems to coincide with a lot of Democrat policies. Um, and, and, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to watch such a, a great state with such great people um, be governed so poorly. Um, so, yeah, that's kind, of, uh, that's kind of where I'm at on, on California. You know, this last week, um, we had uh, a great example of hypocrisy from our uh, uh, California, quote-unquote, leaders, Um, with Nancy Pelosi going into that salon, uh, not wearing a mask and, uh, and not even allowed to be going to the salon. So, um, Matt, do you have any initial thoughts you want to share on, on the Pelosi incident? And that, that
0: one's pretty easy for me and sorry for the background noise. I am in my car. remember that and, uh, at a local park and with what I saw with Nancy Pelosi this week is exactly what we've been talking about. It's the animal farm. Everybody's equal, but some people are better. Like, we're going back to that kind of thinking. Um, so. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi is more equal than all of us.
1: We're all equal, but she's more Yep, equal. exactly.
0: So, and to see the privilege, and I know business owners personally that own salons that have been shut down. I have seen many people in the industry. My grandma was in that industry. I know how tough... And it's not, it, it, it's not even a very good financially, at least in the, in the scheme of things. And then to be shut down for five months, destroying these small businesses while Jeff Bezos gets richer. And, and we see like Amazon stock price double. And we see all of this happening. And here in Fresno, we're seeing all these businesses start to shut down. They're shutting down slowly. And then Joe Biden proposes to shut it down in January. But then you have Nancy Pelosi with no mask at a salon, The owner saying, we didn't set you up. She comes out. It was a setup. I was like, what in the world are we talking about here? We're talking about a setup? What? The salon set her up. That's And that they need to apologize to Nancy Pelosi. That's how she turned it. And we're sitting here as as students and we see these business owners and we, and I'm a small business owner as well with my DJ company. And we see the effects it's had on the industry because people, everything's changed. You got to wear masks. You got to have certain requirements, CDC requirements, to even go out and do events and, and to go out and have people work. It's, it's really made a big change on the way we look at, at everything. Um, And to see Nancy Pelosi do that, it's a big middle finger to all the people in California and to the United States In all honesty with the salons that have been shut down. And then you have Gavin Newsom as we've seen power outages all across the state because we wanted to go toward the ideals of the green new deal, this new progressive era in California. And then we don't even have enough electricity to, to run our state.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. And, and, you know, the fires are sort of subsiding for the summer, it appears. But we had some massive fires in California, despite uh, their their best efforts, if you will, at, um, at preventing this. Uh, Matt, did you happen to see that Prager U video um, posted a couple of weeks ago about the, the rolling blackouts and uh, the fire problem in Actually, California?
0: I did not. Um, I don't know if you want to help fill us in on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so... And I, I was just going to pull it up uh, right now because I wanted to see who the, uh, the speaker was. Um, but the the general premise is is he was uh, saying that the reason why California is going up in flames, and uh, if anybody wants to check it out, that is the name of the video, um, is uh, going up in flames. Uh, and, and you guys are, are probably mostly familiar with PragerU. They're an awesome company. Um they, they provide five-minute educational videos on uh, topics that are relevant to the lives of Americans and, and people all over the world um, from a, a conservative worldview. And, and this one, it looks like uh, John Cobalt uh, was the, the speaker. Um, and, and essentially, the, the premise was that the reason why California is facing such devastating fires, uh, especially in the last few years, is because of the is because of uh, California's response to climate change Um, The this uh, he gave four main reasons uh, why and, and those were um, play in front of me, a decrease in harvesting lumber from California forests, which uh, really what that does is it, it decreases the amount of flammable material. And when done properly, it's not harmful to the environment uh, in any significant way. Um, a decrease in, uh, in preventative burns, preventative fires that, uh, you know, they, they provide some, or they cause some temporary pollution, which is unfortunate. But what they do is they prevent larger fires from getting out of hand. Um, and the aging infrastructure of a lot of pg and uh, our that's the um, electric uh, gas and electric company here in California. Um, a lot of PG&E's infrastructure is is very outdated. But instead of being encouraged to update their infrastructure, PG&E is being told they need to invest in wind and solar. And so what that's doing is it's leaving this really outdated um, uh, infrastructure in place that is has been the cause of a lot of the fires. Uh, I think it was the Camp Fire in Paradise, California, back in 2017 or 2018, um, that was extremely devastating. I think it, it caused the most loss of life of any fire in California, and, uh, and the most property damage as well. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, I don't have that information in front of me, but I, those are the. That's what I remember hearing. Uh, and yeah, if, if they could be spending their money more on updating their infrastructure. As uh, John Koval suggests, uh, they they might you know not have as severe fires, uh, or we might not here in California. So so that's the general premise. I didn't articulate it nearly as well as they do in the video. So I definitely encourage you if you're interested in this topic, go check out PragerU's video. Is California going up in flames? Um, I'm a big fan of all their stuff. They're not a sponsor, but um, but they put out really good content.
0: Yep, and. And I think I'm going to segue into our, our piece from today, and we actually talked a lot about it, and uh, Victor Davis Hansen really gets into a lot of the issues, how we turn a very successful state into one that's regressive in a lot of ways, even though it's supposed to be progressive um, with Gavin Newsom's ideal, and we're supposed to live in this postmodernist, it's perfect utopian California, and we've actually had the complete opposite of it, and it's because of these leftist policies. And we had to see the state go from Reagan as governor to see him, see the state now with Gavin Newsom all these years later, how much this this uh, this area has been devastated. Farmers can't get water. People in Dos Palos have trouble getting water, drinking water on, on the daily. We have all these issues in our cities. We have homeless problems here in Fresno that nobody likes to talk about. They're in our downtown. I did a drive-through downtown the other day and Tower District and all these different parts of town. It is madness down there. It looks like a third-world country. Some of these streets I drove down, people are living in some of the worst poverty I think I have ever seen in this city. And it's because of these leftist policies. Now I'm going to pull out, this is a very dark view, but this is Victor Davis Hanson's kind of the thing. He goes when will the madness end? This is the question he ends to complete this. And he mentions things like, not until Nancy Pelosi's Napa Valley estate is without power and her boutique ice cream collections all melt, (laughs) that Silicon Valley is forced to diversify and inclusion trainers to recruit very poor and undocumented from Mexico and Central America into their student bodies. Not until Google and Facebook employees have to leave their beds and park cars and buses to break into their employers' lobbies to sleep better at night. We're talking not until the uh, retired Jerry Brown is forced to commute daily to a new consulting job on the 99 and and there's the and there's some other stuff with more of the homeless not until homeless tents and, and shelters on the curb outside Diane Feinstein's mansion and all these different things and he kind of continues going down until the people in this state the leadership the Democrat leadership wakes up and actually, make something happen. And I don't even have very much hope in that they've destroyed this state. And I want to bring, and honestly, this is a very dark way to end the article, but he goes, when when all this happens, California will begin to change. And it's like a list of 12 or 13 things. I don't want to read through all of them, but it's just different things. And he says, in other words, never, none of this is going to happen because this ruling elite class, the rules for thee, but not for me. The Nancy Pelosi going to the salon, the Gavin Newsom implementing these Green New Deal measures that have destroyed this state and not have prepared it as well. And that's why we have blackouts and why we have these forest fires, because we're not prepared because we don't have the right leadership. And we have a chance to change that. And that's the thing I'm going to take away from Victor Davis Hanson. We can flip this state around. We can bring people jobs, wealth, prosperity in this state once again. And it's going to have to come from you, the American people. You are fellow listeners. You have to go out and vote. You have to tell your neighbors to go out and vote. You have to register people. You have to tell people the truth. Reagan once said, and this is from Dana Dana White's speech from the RNC. He says, give the people the facts and let's have at it. Let's have at it. Let's bring California back and let's get those American values back in this state because this state's a great state. Among all the policies, we have some of the best beaches around and we have some of the best national parks around. We have Yosemite here. We have the coastal line is some of the most beautiful real estate you'll see in the country, but people are flaying the state because of the politics and the disastrous policies of the left in this, in the state. And you have a chance to change that this, this November. It's going to, it's going to be a long process, but it starts with v- voting for Republican values back. Let's get these values back in because they are for the american people and i think we got to change this perception of the republican party and chandler i think you'd have to agree we're not the party of the country clubs anymore we're not the car the party of corporate america anymore it's it's back to family values god back in the household and in schools and bringing these moral moral values back in and just have some leadership to take on the issues that we're facing as a state and in our cities because it starts at the local level and it moves up and then we see it on the halls of congress and then we see it in our country the cities burning down democrat-run cities the 18 democrat cities out of the top 20 just to be fact just because i know media matters and all these groups oh well that's actually not all of democrat cities it's actually two other two three other cities so um, but yeah chandler what are your thoughts to close out the show i know we're kind of gotten a little tangent there but I think we got to bring change to to California. Yeah, you know, you said that really well. I d- I don't know if I have anything to
1: add specifically on that topic. Uh, one thing you you mentioned uh that uh that the the conservatives and 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 more specifically the Republican party is uh not the the party of of sort of the the wealthy and the well to do anymore. Um I, I think that really stuck out. I'm, I've been listening to Tim Poole more and more. Um, Tim Cast IRL uh, is his YouTube channel. Um, he's got some interesting thoughts. He's not a conservative. Um, and, and and he'll be the first to tell you that. But uh, he, he's, um, he feels disillusioned by the Democrats. Um, and, and they were talking on their show a while back. This is like maybe last week, uh, maybe two weeks ago, about how... Uh, the the people who feel left behind by the radical left and and the Democrat Party unfortunately is now the party of the radical left. It mm-hmm. it wasn't that way. Not you know not that long ago, uh, the Democrat Party was um, a fairly inclusive party that included everybody from your uh, um, your. Classical liberals to uh, certainly a few of the the very radical left, your your Bernie Sanders types. Um, But now, you know, thanks to uh, caving to members of the squad, you know, AOC, Ilhan Omar uh, and the like, um, as well as the ideas of Bernie Sanders, you know, Bernie said it himself, like uh, what was seen as radical even amongst the Democrats four years ago is mainstream today. Medicare for all, uh, um, radical uh, government takeover of industries to to affect global warming. You know, those ideas that um, were those were radical ideas to the Democrats not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so I say that to say that there's a a large portion of Democrats. I think this is what I'm seeing and hearing from people um, who have been left behind by their party and they're finding that they're welcomed by uh, the republicans there's this cool video also from prager you i think this might have been on their their instagram page not a, a full post uh, but it, it was this lady and uh she was a democrat a lifelong democrat and uh kind of that idea felt disillusioned by her party and so she went to a trump rally to just see what it was like she was really intimidated she's she. she you know had all these ideas built up in her mind from the mainstream media about like how terrible these people were and she told her story like she was sitting there in line and uh like you know like when you're waiting for an event to to get led into the venue uh, like you start talking with the people around you um and she let them know that like she was a democrat and like uh you know wasn't necessarily a trump supporter and and like she said that they were so welcoming to her um and that's become, and when she went to the actual event, um, she was very surprised by how patriotic and how um, lively it was compared to some Democrat events. Um, and I think that's a central difference somehow between the, the Democrats and the Republicans now is the Democrats are the party of uh, wrong think. If you disagree with, uh, with what I have to say, uh, you don't have any business uh, being around. Um, they're the party of, of elitists who who think they're better than you. Um, they're the party of people who believe America has always been evil and, and is irredeemable uh, and, and Republicans are the opposite welcoming uh, the, the party of the working class and um, and certainly the party that's for America and American values. Um, recognizing some of the evils of our history but also recognizing that we are founded on wonderful ideals of um of all men uh, uh being endowed by uh, their creator by certain unalienable rights among these life liberty and the pursuit of happiness um, you know that's what america is america is that what began in 1776 not 1619 um so yeah that's a bit of my rant on that, uh, beautiful and, yeah, that sums it
0: up. Beautiful. And make sure to go check out our declaration of independence episode on July 4th and a pretty good USA mix. If I would have to say, and that was some stuff that we did in July, really good stuff to go back and hear the declaration of independence to remember what we fought and founded this country for, which eventually would lead to the constitution and to be the greatest country that ever was and is. So, um, Yeah, so that's going to close out our show, everybody. Thanks for all our new listeners and everybody that's joining on. Um, Appreciate all the new listens, the subscribers. Go check us out on YouTube. We don't do video every day. We would love to, but that's not something that we can do each and every week. We try to, but thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to go check out our podcast as well as Let Freedom Ring with Noah Ring, the man, the myth, the legend. As he just signed us on with ring X media. Also go check out generation discontent and truth pursuit all on ring X media. And Chandler, you like to close this out, man. As always. Thank
1: you all so much for listening. This has been the man.